On today's episode of Driven Too Far, The Truth About Trucking, we're gonna talk about how ghosting your employer can come back to haunt you. Hello, I'm Andrew Winkler, and this is Driven Too Far, The Truth About Trucking, a podcast that helps over-the-road truck drivers balance career and family. Have you ever taken a long break from the road and you've spent some time at home and maybe something just isn't quite right uh, at your current driving job and you just, you come to, uh, you get emotionally tied up and you said, you know what, it just isn't worth it anymore. I'm not going back. The heck with it. These guys can just come get their truck. I'm done with them. Well, today we're going to find out what happens when you make those kind of decisions. What happens to your professional driving record behind the scenes? When a driver applies at a new company, a lot of things are happening in the background with the recruiter. And you know if you filled out any kind of driver applications themselves, uh, those things are long. They, they're, they're several pages long. A uh, driver has to uh, include 10 years of work history. And that's a DOT requirement, by the way. Um, and it's a lot. And if you've had a lot of jobs, then uh, 10 years, that that can really make the the application process kind of exhausting. When the recruiter gets your application and if you've passed uh, their initial screening, uh, they're probably going to push you a document asking for your signature and it's permissions to run additional background checks to look into your history and your driving history in particular. It might include things like your MVR, uh, your PSP report, uh, criminal background sometimes, and probably a host of other things. And one of the things that recruiters typically run is called a DAC report, and that's DAC. Uh, there's several of them out there in the industry like that, but DAC's kind of the old standard, if you will. Uh, most trucking companies still use the DAC report. DAC is a consumer report that truck lines use to uh, record uh, some of your driving history, uh, what kind of employee were you? Uh, did you have any accidents or incidents? How long were you employed by that truck line? And then when a recruiter decides to run your DAC report, uh, they're pulling it because they want to see if your previous job history matches what you put on your new application. A couple of the other things that end up on your DAC usually from your former employers are uh, the reason for your departure, uh, were you terminated or was it a voluntary quit on your part and what was the reasoning behind it? Are you eligible for rehire at all? And then there's also a section in there that's a little bit subjective, but it asks about uh, your characteristics as an employee, uh, how was your attitude and some things like that. So a couple ways your Previous actions can come back to haunt you when you're searching for a new job. Let's say the recruiter at the new company has pulled your DAC. One of the first things they're going to look for, again, is they're going to look at the dates you put on your previous employers, and they're going to go back to the DAC report and make sure those match. Now, if you're way off or if you've uh, purposely omitted some driving jobs, um, because you're trying to hide something, basically. Uh, that's grounds for false, that's falsification of your application, and it's just grounds for either immediate dismissal or that, that employer is just simply not going to consider your application for employment. 
Another thing that you typically get asked on a driver application is, have you had any recent tickets or accidents? And again, the new companies checking to make sure what you put on your application uh, is similar to what is showing up on your DAC report. Now, it's not that unusual for a driver. If you're listing several years of jobs, once in a while you're off by a month or two on some dates. Um, I know in our case, we typically give those drivers some grace uh, the recruiter will see that or notice that, and they'll just have a discussion with you and say, listen, I noticed these employment dates are off just a little bit here and there. Is it possible that you uh, you didn't quite hit the right month that you either started or, or left a job? And, and that certainly can happen. But we're really looking for um, patterns, if you will in the application where people are trying to cover up. Maybe maybe you've had 10 jobs in 10 years and you're trying to uh, cover that up where it only looks you had seven jobs in 10 years or something like that. Maybe you started an orientation with a company and within a week or so you knew that this company wasn't the right one for you and you, you skipped out and you started a different job. A lot of drivers, what they'll try to do is is just cover up that fact that they they took a week and started with uh, that that other company, and hoping that nobody notices that. But in the end, it usually gets caught in your DAC report uh, because the company that you left is also supplying information to DAC on your work history. When I looked through uh, driver applications and I was in a position where I was giving final approval for an applicant after the recruiter had gone through the whole process, uh, one of the things I distinctly look for would be patterns of behavior. Uh, and that may be on the application itself or that may be off the DAC report. But one of the things I can remember seeing uh, pretty frequently was on your application, there might be a section there that asks, why did you leave this employer? And what I would typically see was uh, drivers saying it was a dispatch problem or a safety problem, or they screwed me over on this. You end up seeing a pattern emerge where from my point of view, you simply have a driver that's not taking personal accountability for his actions, and he's projecting, he's blaming, and everything that's gone wrong is somebody else's fault, and he's not taking ownership of the issues. The second way that a DAC or your, your history uh, can kind of come back to bite you is when I think about drivers that have committed to a new job, and I wish I was... Uh, talking from a place where I didn't have experience like this, but the reality is some of this was recent with us and it kind of spurred my uh, idea for a podcast just to let drivers know what what's really happening behind the scenes here. But we'd had, um, we typically have a couple drivers a week scheduled for orientation. Uh, our recruiter does a fantastic job of lining these people up. Uh, we send them offer letters so everything's in writing. There should be no surprises at all. It's very detailed. Uh, and then we line up rental cars. We line up hotel rooms, food vouchers, everything that we need to take care of that driver. So usually the Friday before orientation starts, the recruiter will make one last call to the driver. Hey, just want to make sure you got all your information. You know when you're picking up your rental car. Uh, here's your hotel reservation when you arrive. Um to uh, our town and then uh, the drivers yep got it all looks great no questions great we'll see you on Monday morning looking forward to meeting you in person and here comes Monday morning 
one driver shows up and then we haven't heard anything from the second so the first thing that happens is we pick up the phone and call the hotel and say listen did this person check in last night for their room nope they didn't okay the next call is to the rental car company and saying um, did so-and-so pick up their rental car on Saturday? Nope, they didn't. Okay, so we know we got an issue, right? Something's happened, something's changed where they've decided not to come to orientation. Well, our first concern is for the driver themselves as a person. It's like, oh my gosh, did something happen? Uh, we should be concerned about so we immediately try to call them a lot of times you you won't get an answer you get a voicemail we try to text we won't get a response and it's this act of people just ghosting you for no apparent reason and they don't have the common courtesy to communicate back to the to the employer and it's really unfortunate because you know what we as an employer in good faith uh, we we put a lot of money uh, out there we put a lot of time and effort into recruiting you and getting you set up and making all these arrangements for you to come join our team now part of me is glad that if that's your character as a driver I'm glad that it happened now and that you didn't show up and we didn't invest even more money in the orientation and the training processes and things like that only to have it have it fail or go south but um, what I don't understand is with today's technology, everybody's got a cell phone in their hand all the time that you couldn't send a simple text that says, hey, something's changed. I won't be in orientation on Monday. Sorry. That's all you have to say. So the idea that people simply ghost you and you can't find them, they won't communicate with you, it's extremely disappointing. When that happens, you go back to this DAC report we're talking about. Um, some of that information can go on the DAC report, meaning uh, they were a no-call, no-show, and there's some uh, things that you could put on their, their DAC report. Now, we don't always do that in every instance, and uh, we really try to th think those things through because at the end of the day, we're not out to burn anybody. That's not our goal. But truck lines in general do as a professional courtesy share information about drivers and this is a place uh, that you could certainly do that so uh, maybe it was a one-off thing that you weren't able to make orientation and didn't communicate and stuff and I hope that's the case and whatever happened uh, I, I wish you well and I hope you can get get things back together and on track uh, in your life but again we're looking for patterns so if you're a driver that has has done this more than once um, those things are going to start to show up on your DAC and your history reports and eventually you're going to find it more and more difficult to get a job or get a job offer because once the recruiters and the management and the safety people start to go through those uh, background checks and some of that information they say hey there's a pattern with this person and I'm not sure they're they're worth the risk for us Back to my opening statement when I said, uh, you know, maybe you had an off day, something's changed, and you've been at home for a while, and you decided, I just, I can't go back. I got I need a change or something. So thinking about your current company, um, this is something that, uh, unfortunately, we've seen over the years, too, where something's changed with the driver, and they just decided, no, I'm not going back. And they don't have the courtesy to bring the truck back and do all the things they should be doing to exit the job properly. Uh, they just they go silent. We don't hear from them. 
Uh, we've got to go recover a truck that usually costs thousands of dollars to do that. By the time you take multiple drivers, go get it, um, bring it back to a terminal, recondition it, and do all those things. One of the questions is, did you quit under dispatch? So that that's a whole nother level there where uh, maybe you were home for the weekend or through the holidays here recently and um, you were under a load. Dispatch had you all set up to deliver load the next week. And then here we come in Monday morning and we find out the truck hasn't moved. We can't get a hold of the driver. Uh, there's a load sitting on the truck. You know, now what do we do? So we've got a driver that's not only ghosted us, they've done it under dispatch too. You can bet that after we recover the equipment uh, and, and handle the load and do all the things we need to do that there's going to be some reports back on your DAC or your background um, history report there uh, that, re that reflects your decisions. If a driver would call, if a driver would text and just say, something's changed, um, you know, I, I know I have the truck and the trailer at home and I've got a load under it, but I, I can't go, there's something going on with them. Maybe it's a family issue and that certainly happens. I think the truck lines are probably going to give you a lot more grace if you would just communicate your issues. We understand that. We've all been doing this job for a long time, and we know those things can happen. So it's super frustrating uh, from an employer's perspective. Uh, when we try to do everything on our end to communicate and over-communicate uh, when we can, but when we don't get the same courtesy back for drivers, um, it's that information is inevitably going to land on your on your DAC report at some point. So where does that leave you? Again, it's applying for new jobs, um, maybe future employers of yours starting to see some patterns emerge from the information that other truck lines have shared about, about your behaviors. The other thing you need to think about when we go back to, we were talking about the application process and a driver has to put on their 10 years of work history. Now the recruiter of the new company you're applying to has to go back and verify three of the 10. So the last three years and the driver has to list the full 10. The interesting thing about those DAC reports is they don't necessarily have, um, they're not limited by date or time. In other words, if you've been driving a long time, then the DAC, the information in the DAC system, there's a lot of it on you and it's probably as long as you've been driving. So if you're a veteran in the industry, we could, we could run your reports today and it might have 20 years of details of the employers you've worked for in the past. And again, it just gives us more information to see what kind of character you are. Now, hopefully, uh, we can see where other companies have reported on you that you worked from this date to this date and were you eligible for rehire? That's always a really good indicator if you're somebody that we want to pursue because if other truck line says, you know what, he did work here, she did work here from these dates, uh, they did a good job, they didn't have any safety incidents and we would absolutely welcome them back that says a lot about you but there's also a box right next to it that says not eligible for rehire so again that's the red flags that we're kind of looking for in the character of uh, of the drivers that are applying so if you are ever tempted or you feel like you're in that position where you can't go back or you want to leave uh, your current company just think about what it what that that one moment of emotion that you're having 
uh, could do to you for the rest of your driving career. And that's it certainly could uh, leave some black marks on your record. And, and, and you don't want that. So take a moment, communicate with your carrier and just somebody you trust there and just tell them, say, listen, I'm, I'm just struggling here and I need a break. Uh, I'm struggling here and I think I need to leave your employment, but uh, I want to do it the right way or at least I want to leave on good terms. So maybe down the road, uh, when I get things straightened out or when my situation changes, uh, you would consider having me back. Uh, I think just about every truck line out there would absolutely do that. And we would do whatever it took to help you through that process, even if that means, you know, we know you're quitting us. Even if it means having to figure out how to recover a truck, it's the idea that you communicated with us and told us you were having issues. The The drivers that don't, communicate where they just ghost you and you'd never hear from them again those are the ones that end up with the black marks on on their record and at least in our case when we're filling out those forms on deck about your employment and what kind of employee you were uh, we stick to the facts in other words we don't put any subjective remarks in there about uh, how I personally felt about you as a, a, an employee or a person so we don't do that I think that's um, a little dangerous but we do absolutely will check off things like the employment dates you had. Uh, did you return the truck to where you were supposed to? Did you abandon the truck? Um, did you have any accidents or incidents, uh, drug or alcohol issues, anything like that? So it's, it's always factual based what we report. Well, by now, I hope you're kind of curious about uh, your DAC report and maybe you're wondering what is on my DAC report. And you should be. You should know. And it's a consumer report. So if you would um, query or Google Hire Right is the name of the company that uh, has the DAC report. If you just uh, Google Hire Right and in their frequently asked questions section it will tell you how you can get a free copy of your DAC report once a year so i think that time and energy would be well worth um, your efforts uh, you should just like a credit report or anything um, you should really know what's on your on your driving record and your employment record there's a chance that something on there's not right and maybe it's preventing you from getting uh, a new job or the good job you've been looking for. Um, I've also seen things in the past where when you left a carrier, maybe they were emotionally charged and they tended to put down some things on a, on a driver's DAC report they shouldn't have or were exaggerated. Um, but that would be a great way for you to learn exactly what's on there and then you could go back to that carrier uh, if there was some things on there that simply weren't true and ask for them to be removed and updated. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Driven Too Far. If you've enjoyed our podcast so far, why don't you give us a five-star review and we'll catch you on the next episode.